Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week we are discussing Michigan's 17-19 win against an unranked Illinois at home. Um, our last, I was going to say our last game of the regular season. Obviously not our last game of the regular season. Our last home game and our last game before the game. The the game. <laughs> Last game before the game. Um, <laughs> do we want to start with around the hand and Harl? Of course. Do you want to go first? I would love to go first. Okay, let me pull up show my... Off just how much I know about oh. this Illinois-Michigan game. Okay, you're you're hyping yourself up here. I am. Okay, you're confident. I've done. Okay. Whenever I th- I you're ready. I hope some points at the end. Alright, ready? Yeah, go ahead. Since Illinois was the game that it was, and Jake Moody saved the day so we could win 19-17, to I want to tell a story instead. It was a snowy day in a big house, and two rivals were set to play. It had been many years since the one in blue took home the glory. As things progressed and there was some success, hope bloomed for the blue faithful. Though, as past would predicate, we weren't too hopeful and waited until what the zeros on the clock said. But when the team in red had some sneezes and wheezes and couldn't play in snow, and before we all knew it, the clock hit zero. It was 42-27, and blue fans stormed, while those far away cried tears of joy. And this fable, we hope it again, can be done, as it's been some time on the road, the blue have won. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was not expecting a poem. (laughs) It was okay. a surprise for you. I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Have I, did you write that poem last year? No. I wrote it, like, on the way home from work. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I loved it. Thank you. I'm glad we could, like, rehash that memory. Why do I feel like I remember, like, at one point you're like, I wrote a poem, and I was like, cool. Like, I'm did sure you... I've, like, written you multiple poems about Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I think you have. Wow. Okay, that was wonderful. I don't know if I said that. It was 46 seconds, so a little under the mark, but like, honestly, mm. beautiful. Great work. Oh, thank you. And please, you may take the floor now well, with, your, with your written word. Yeah, my written word. word isn't like quite on that level, but <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. At the end of the day, this game against Illinois really didn't matter. Regardless of whether Michigan beat Illinois, they would still have the same goals in sight. Beat OSU, win the Big Ten, go to the college football playoff. Beating Illinois or not beating Illinois presumably wouldn't really have that big of an effect on whether they could achieve those goals. And the coaching staff seemed to be very aware of this reality. Some players who presumably would have played if OSU were this week um, didn't play because the priority they, they were injured and the priority was keeping them playable for the one game that really does matter, the Ohio State game. And then in the second quarter, every Michigan fan's nightmare came true. Blake Corum went down with an injury, which is literally the worst thing that could have happened in that game. Honestly, much worse than Michigan losing to Illinois. Like, I think any Michigan fan would have taken Michigan losing to Illinois and having a healthy Blake Corum, um, I think. Uh, He went in for, like, two plays in the second half, and he delivered turkeys by foot on Sunday in Ipsy. So, like, he might be okay. He might play for OSU, might not be at full strength. Michigan is really keeping that a secret. We have no idea if he's going to be playing against Ohio State or, like, what his status of injury is. Um, But that's all Michigan fans care about right now. 
Michigan won 17-19 thanks to Heisman candidate kicker Jake Moody and a horrible passing game, but honestly, the only thing that matters right now is Blake Corum. You went a minute and 20 seconds. A minute and 20 seconds? A minute and 20 seconds. What? So that wow. means I win. <laughs> you really do win, and also, like, I did not feel like I was talking that long, but I did kind of go off script, so maybe that's why. Okay, yeah, because at one point when you like, had a pause, I hit stop because I thought you were done, and then you were like, Michigan won 19 to 17. I was like, oh, she <laughs> in fact was like, not done. No, I honestly feel like my like, groove was kind of thrown off because like in my head, I was like, I feel like this is supposed to rhyme, and I was like saying it like it rhymes, but like, it doesn't. <laughs> you were like delivering the facts, and I was like delivering fiction. Well, I guess like it wasn't no, fiction because it, was, like, it was, actually happened, but you know. It was like the mode of storytelling. Correct. All right. That was All so right, fun. <laughs> I think I'm on a winning streak here. Someone, like, check that and damn that. <laughs> Let <tallies>. us know <laughs> who's winning. <laughs> no, we really don't. Should we have been keeping track? Who knows? Honestly, no, because, like, we just determined how the winners are decided, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I think I'm on a, like, three-game winning streak here. Prior I'm to that, we were just undefeated. going off of vibes. <laughs> Honestly, and I think it's still, like determines that as well yeah like still to this day if the michigan illinois game were decided just off of vibes who would have won off of vibes yeah rather than i think michigan scored. still could have won yeah i think you're right i think michigan has Mo- won jake moody was an entire vibe yeah no i think michigan has won off of vibes in every single game like you know That's how occasionally we have a game where like off of vibes like we should have lost but like we scored more points like, that's how it was, like, we should have lost. the like first half against Penn State. <laughs> like In Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, do you want to move into Glows and Grows? Maryland could have won. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I was looking at my acrostic poem, and I was like, that's not a no, glow not or grow. It's not just yet. a poem. <laughs> um, my first glow is none other than Jacob Moody. Um... Jake Moody was 4-for-4 four four on field goals. They were from 33, 35, 41, and 46 yards. And three of those field goals were in the fourth quarter. And he also scored his first game winner with nine seconds left in the game. Also, there are just, like, some fun Jake Moody stats because everyone's just kind of, like, it was senior night and everyone's reminiscing on how lucky we are to have Jake Moody in our lives. He mm-hmm. has never missed an extra point. And he has converted 65 field goals, which is Michigan's record for field goals. So let's all just appreciate Jake Moody. Harley and I have been Jake Moody fans from before Jake Moody was Jake Moody, just because we didn't really like Quinn Nardine. And look at what he has become. I think my like first memory of like Jake Moody and Money Moody being on my mind was the Indiana game. I was just going to say I that. I think it might have been 18. He had, like, six field goals in, like, one game and was the entire reason why we won. Yeah. I remember that game being freezing. Yeah, that too. And it was obviously the game right before Ohio State, and I'm like, oh, we're relying on a kicker to win us a game right before playing Ohio State. Well, let's not, like, Wait, so think like, too I deep into kind of that. Played out like that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of did that again, didn't we? We kind of we needed Jake Woody to win the week before OSU. Yeah, we were, honestly, we relied on him a lot, and I think that's something to, like, just, you know, 
this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for Jake Moody. We're because for him. Honestly, at the end of the game, I did not have a lot of confidence in Michigan to get the ball within field goal range, which, like, granted, mm. is, like, delusional for me. Like, they I, they can do it, but, like, <laughs> Michigan, like, I, I don't know. They just, like, don't give me a ton of confidence in their ability to, like, well, I guess, like, I know they can move the ball down the field, but, like, without our running mm. backs and just, like, the way they've been playing, I was like, okay, it's going to get intercepted before we can get within field goal range because also J.J. McCarthy was just kind of checking it sometimes. But, like... I knew that field goal range is, like, most of the field for Jake Moody, and I didn't have any questions mm-hmm. about whether he would be able to make the field goal because he's Jake Moody, and he's literally, like, I don't know. It's, like, so nice to have a kicker like that because that's a, you know, not many teams have a kicker like Jake Moody that they can just rely on in situations like that. So don't forget, as you sit around your Thanksgiving table, to write a gratitude Mention Jake Moody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, there's definitely got to be a way to, like, earn the, like, moniker of Money Moody, so. Yeah. He's yeah, no money. one was calling him Money Nordine. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be so weird to, like, have a Michigan football team, like, without Jake Moody. I feel like all no. I've known is Jake Moody. Honestly, yeah. I'm going to miss him so much. He's just, like, what a guy. Um, yeah, I also had Jake Moody as one of my glows, um, but then just, obviously you went through all, like, the numbers and the stats from uh, the game, but I just wanted to tack on, like, the resiliency of this team that we saw. I, we were talking about it a little bit yesterday on our phone call and how, like, I think what stood out to me mostly from this game was we still, like, stayed in it, even though things, mm-hmm. like, didn't always go the way that we wanted we were still fighting, like, the entire time, even when we were getting, like, roadblocks and roadblocks and roadblocks. We didn't have to wait, honestly, until, like, the end of the game to try and, like, come back and win. We were steadily chipping away at Illinois' lead while also getting, like, defensive stops, and I really appreciated being able to watch a team come back, take the win, and stay perfect because I don't think any other team could have achieved something like that i know 2016 was close on the road mm-hmm. against iowa but even then like it, nothing was working and we weren't you know getting within field goal range at all we were it was just bad all around and when we were actually like, getting momentum we ran out of time so i i just really appreciated like what people have been saying all year like you know championship teams like win these kinds of like tough games you know yeah, I agree. I also think it's just very encouraging to see because I do think we've seen Michigan teams in the past that would have given up in moments like that. Like, that was kind of as bad as it could be in terms mm-hmm. of, like, things that you could just give up when you see it. Like, you know, being down against a team like Illinois, Blake Corum's injury, obviously. Like, there were a lot of moments in that game where, like, the players could have had, like, and, like, obviously, it, like, they're never going to consciously give up, but there could have been, like, a mental shift where they stopped putting in the same effort, and they didn't, and that's mm-hmm. really encouraging. And it's also nice because, like, next week they're going to have to play a competitive football game. I mean, like, we can hope that Michigan will blow them out of the water, but, like, that's, like, just not super likely. It's way more likely that they're going to have to keep pushing, and it's going to come down to the last minute, and it's nice knowing that it won't be their first time ever. Like, J.J. McCarthy's first time ever as a quarterback um, having to, like, fight through the end of the game. It's, like, it's just kind of, like, encouraging that they had to experience that this past week instead of the first time it ever mm-hmm. happening, potentially being against OSU. 
Mm, good point on that because I don't think they will, would have been as lenient in allowing us to even try and come back, which yeah. obviously we've seen before. So, um, yeah, aka like the twenty eighteen game. Um, <laughs> and um, did you have any other gloves, or should we no. share our gloves? Go ahead into your grow. Okay. I'm going to assume that yours is the same as mine, and that's just the overall, again, the passing game and the receivers specifically. I know there was, like, some balls thrown just way off mark, but there are also, like, things that were, or, like, missed opportunities because there was a player open down the field, JJ didn't see them, don't really know, obviously, all the things that go into that, but it was, like, frustrating for people to, like, see that, especially, you know, playing like that the week before like the biggest game of the season and then again just kind of having a ball on your hands and dropping it was just mm-hmm. not promising from a group again that we had felt so high on at the beginning of the year we're like well we have all this talent just across the board in this position it's gonna go crazy and we haven't really had a game from them where they've like really like lived up to the hype that we had for them in the preseason yeah, our receiver room is, like, probably, I'm not even probably, I'm just saying probably because it sounds nicer, <laughs> but, like, it's yeah, the most disappointing course. position group by far mm-hmm. this season. Just, there was a lot of potential. It's so deep. Like, we have so many receivers, and I feel like that's what I was most excited about going into this season, looking at that list of receivers we have, and, like, oh, my gosh, like, and we have a quarterback who can allegedly throw, like, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Like, it has been great, but... Not for any of those reasons. Um, yeah. It was windy, which is, like, not an excuse, but kind of an explanation, sort of, um, that, like, they weren't going to be trying some things that maybe we would want them to try. But at the same time, there were a lot of, like, close-range throws that J.J. McCarthy was missing. And also, mm. Michigan completed two of 10 passes 10 or more yards downfield. That is, like, really bad. And I know the win counts for us <laughs> some of that. But so Angel Anthony had four targets and zero receives. And Ronnie Bell had mm. eight targets and three receives. And Roman Wilson had two targets and one receive. I have to, like, convert the word reception to receive in my brain because we don't say reception on this podcast. Um, yeah, we're a receive podcast. And J.J. McCarthy was 18 for 34. So, overall, that's not good. Um, and like his worst game this year. They've been kind of, like, which granted, like, right? Illinois was known for having really strong DBs, so that's why we were more of, like, the close-range passes, but even those weren't looking mm-hmm. good. And it was, it was like, a mix of both, because I want to blame the receivers a little bit more, because there were times when it landed right in their hands, and they, like, still didn't catch it but then there were also times where it was on jj mccarthy i'm just like not thrilled about the past game in general and the players are kind of acknowledging it like i think ronnie bell said something about it in the press conference and i have a quote here from mike sainra still being like i don't really know what's going on like they hit them in practice so i i don't know but like especially with our running backs a little banged up like i really hope something clicks this week but i also kind of am like don't try anything like you can't like you can't make mistakes against OSU. That's fair. And uh, back to what I was talking about earlier, just because I remembered that whole thought. Illinois has probably one of the best defenses in the Big Ten, and probably the nation as well. And to go down in the second half without our main offensive 
production and still win against a really really solid like defense was also like very like promising to see because I think against all of our opponents this year Illinois probably has the best defense out of everyone that we're playing um and obviously OSU was pretty close um but just in general it was nice to see that we could still like withstand a defense that was like really really tough and without pretty much our entire offense which is Blake Quorum <laughs> our entire offensive strategy is to run the ball until it doesn't work and when it wasn't working we still won so yeah I know I don't have any doubts about how this game would look with Blake Quorum like I mean yeah. I don't think it would have been like high scoring but I think we would have gotten a couple more touchdowns he was like driving down the field when he was injured or when he got injured Mm, that one was almost a touchdown Mm. cool okay um we've talked about the past game in the past though we don't need to like go into it forever but my goodness it is frustrating (laughs) do you have any more grows you wanted to talk about hmm did you have any more grows or do you want to move on to two truths and a lie it's all the girls that I had, but I'm pretty sure everyone's on the same page about that. Just being like, I wish it was better. I mean, honestly, I feel like the takeaways from the Illinois game are, like, the same across the board. Like, everyone's (laughs) like, we better hope, like, Quorum's better. It's not that big of a deal that, like, it was a survive and advance week because it seemed to be for everyone. Like, everyone was just looking forward to next week. No Mm -hmm. one was really that worried on today. And also, our past game sucks, so hopefully our running backs are, like, fine because, like, our past game was, like questionable that like i feel like that's all anyone is saying about this game yeah i mean that's also a good point i'm glad that like everybody else in like the top four like kind of like struggled in their matchups this last week just because it would have like made it look worse on us if we were the only ones that were like bad (laughs) yeah i was watching osu maryland and i was like i want to root for maryland so bad but also like Right now, if we both go into this game undefeated, especially now that Tennessee lost, which I didn't know at the time Tennessee mm-hmm. was going to lose, obviously, but now it's looking like the loser of Michigan-Ohio State, like, depending on a couple other things, like, the loser could still make it into the college football playoffs, so now it's like, okay, we we should be glad that, like, it's better for both of us that OSU is going into this game undefeated, but man, when they were struggling in the fourth quarter against Maryland, it was mm-hmm. so hard not to root against them, even though I knew I shouldn't. I was all riding high on Maryland there. Yeah. You're, I feel like you're Pretty much all year. Maryland is good. Yeah. They're just unfortunate to be in, like, a really top-heavy, like, Big Ten youth. That's also, like, like, or even mm -hmm. more so how I feel about Penn State. Like, Penn State is so good. But, yeah, they can't really go, like, toe-to-toe with us, which is crazy. Yeah. That's because Michigan's good! (laughs) I mean, okay. we already knew that. We already knew that. <laughs> Let's move on to two truths and a lie. Um, I'm not going to lie. My I, two truths and a lie are, like, really boring. <laughs> Mine are, like, I know you're already going to know, like, which one of them is true because See. you've already said it. Oh. <laughs> Mine is just, like, really obvious. I just took, like, and I'll just read them. Michigan yeah. had eight drives inside Illinois' 40-yard line. Corum finished the day with 108 yards and one touchdown. It will be the first time since 2008 that both teams head into the final game of the season undefeated. Like, you repeat the last one. It will be the first time since 2008 that both teams, like Michigan and Ohio State, 
head into the final game of the season undefeated. Hmm. It's either the first one or the second one. I mean, the third one. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the three. <laughs> I guess it's not that obvious, but once you hear it, you're just going to be like, oh, that's stupid. Mm, I can just tell you I, if you want. I was going to say, I'm going to go with what? Oh, wait, yeah. What are you going to go with? I was going to guess three. Yeah. It will be the first time since oh. 2006 that both teams headed into the final oh, game. Oh, my guess was seven. <laughs> yeah. It's like we were like children for all of the above, so. Really, though? Remembering your youth. Okay. Uh, Michigan beat Ohio State in both of our birth years. And since we've been born, we have been alive for six and five wins against Ohio State, respectively. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am the older one by one year, so. <laughs> um, was it two? I don't remember. I, I think it's one. I think two. Mm, yeah, you're right. I looked at so, the wrong year. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> if you had the right year there. I don't think I did. Uh, Jake Moody, uh, but the, the numbers are still <laughs> relatively the same. Anyways, okay, that okay. one's a lie. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because <laughs> they actually lost in the year that you were born. Oh, okay. Okay. And I was thinking of, like, other people that were, like, born a year after me. But we're, like, two years apart. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, and then you already said this one. Jake Woody is the new record holder at Michigan with 65 field goals. Mm-hmm. True. And the last time Michigan beat Ohio State in Columbus was November 18th, 2000. Oh, that was true also, because then Blake Corum was mm-hmm. born, like, promptly thereafter. Yeah. All very easy, except I, like, fudged the numbers myself. Yeah, the first one, I mean, the first one's a lie, because you told me. But, so did Michigan lose to OSU in 98? I think they did. Okay. Because it was like blue, blue, 96, 97. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I've like the, the 97 Michigan game was like. Seven times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, because we're both born like pre football season of our respective years. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. I usually do like. I mean, like the fall of 96, I was already like vibing around yeah like fall of 98 i was like as like a tot i was like six months old yeah <laughs> i was like watching but i mean i guess like i wasn't us. like moving because you know i was i couldn't walk yet you were immobile probably some, yeah <laughs> you were on the bench <laughs> like literally <the> whole... <laughs> okay let's move on i can't believe i've flubbed two truths in a while like that i'm so <laughs> it's okay it's okay there's always next week Dude, I really hope next week, like, I don't know, like, what state we'll be in to discuss depending on how the game goes, but I cannot imagine us coming on here if they lose and being, like, two truths and a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't see that happening. Two truths. One, I am not sad. (laughs) Two, I am sad. Okay, let's move into superlatives. Ohio State still sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. This is... (laughs) 
when I was at the Rutgers game, they were playing the and then me and this guy two rows behind me at the same moment went, we are Penn State. No. No. We're both like in Michigan gear. Both in Michigan gear chanting the we are Penn State while you were probably also singing on the banks. Yeah, and so was that guy. Like, what everyone was, was just on? Big Ten fans that weekend. You were just a Big Ten fan, yeah. Okay, our first superlative is the diaper dandy of the week. And we actually had a pretty clear diaper dandy, I think, this week because... Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe for the first time this season. Yeah, honestly. So, with Luke Schoonmaker and obviously Eric All were out, Colston Loveland popped on in there. Um, and he had a pretty good game with three catches for 50 yards. Um, like, honestly, pretty, pretty solid. Good to know we have him. Um, I hope we don't have to, like, rely on him too much next week, but that's nice to know that he's there, and he had a great game. Are those catches or receipts? So sorry. Receipts. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I feel like he showed up in a big moment or two. I don't really remember. Because, again, I had, you weren't, like, all of you, like, listening, like, weren't on, like, the phone conversation that we had yesterday, but I, like, very much, like, already, like, dumped this game out of my memory. If you were to ask me any details on it besides, like, the final score, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything that happened. Well, that's not good, because we have a a whole podcast to record. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure they already knew that going into it, because my entire Around the Hand and Harl was, like, sharing, like, a proverb instead. You were like um, Jim Harbaugh. You're like, I'm thinking about this game for six hours and six hours only and then just beat Ohio State. Literally. <laughs> I mean, what were your thoughts on, like, Michigan Twitter, like, a week before the Illinois game already moved on to just beat Ohio State? I was kind of like, guys. I, was that just because, like, Twitter was, like, on the way, like, towards its, like, deathbed? Oh. Well, and I was like, guys, like, we have in, to beat If anything first. else, at least we should just beat Ohio State. Okay, no, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, I think I told you this yesterday, but, like, I'm just going to tell the pod. I had a, like, Just mm-hmm. Beat Ohio State sign up in my office, like, as in, like, my classroom, but it's, like, an office because I, I just oh, teach like, pull-out groups. Like an um, anyway, yeah. so it's, like, smaller than a classroom. But anyway, <laughs> a student was like, ew, you watch Michigan, they're trash. And I was like, okay, who do you watch? And he was like, Mookie Betts, um, John Morant, and Jordan Poole. And I was like, oh. Oh. Wait. <laughs> Does you know where Jordan Poole came from? <laughs> anyway, do you want to go ahead and do that? <laughs> yeah. I call this the uh, I Have Boo Boos Award. Um, and that is just in homage to all of the players that we had out last week. I don't know if I named all of them, but we have AJ Henning, Luke Schoonmaker. Cade McNamara, obviously. Donovan Edwards. Chante Jones. There was just a laundry list of guys that weren't there. And I really wish that they were. Just so to... Like, for my own comfort. I mean, obviously we won the game. But I would have felt more comfortable if we had some, like, of these impact players. I guess, like... I'll, like, I'll do an honorable mention to Blake Horn Because I really don't want to, like, dub him in this. Because I don't want him to be hurt. Yeah, 
And a, a lot of those players also will likely be back for Ohio State. It's like mm-hmm. n- not preventative, sure. like it's like kind of <laughs> precautionary because they are injured, but it's the type of injury that like if we were playing Ohio State, like we would have them out there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give the next Harbaugh's superlative? Keeping as well? his secrets again, so we don't truly know what's going Harbaugh on. Harbaugh is like, yeah. <laughs> he speaks so mysterious. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, I have the save the day with redemption. Um, and I don't remember the specific play because again, it's me that. And I know Isaiah Isaiah Gash, one of my running backs. Kind of had like a missed opportunity um, early in the game, but he was a really crucial component in us getting a conversion on fourth down late in the game, which set up the Jake Moody go-ahead field goal. And, you know, we love those kind of stories, and I'm really glad that he was able to show up big in that moment. Um, because, honestly, without that, there would we I don't know if we would have won, so... Shout so out go to Isaiah Cash. Thank you for <laughs> redeeming yourself from earlier. Um, the vibe to the vibes. Saving the day. <laughs> the vibe to the vibes award obviously goes to Jake Moody. To the man we, himself. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to elaborate anymore. The man of the hour. The, the man of the year, honestly. The mustache of the hour. The yeah, the no, that's so true. Because sometimes the mustache <laughs> of the hour is um. Why Brad Robbins. Brad Robbins. I was gonna say Brad Hawkins. Brad Robbins. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. A different, <laughs> different um, position group. So, like, the next superlative is more of, like, a an inquiry. So, this is cute. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is this um, the truth? Oh. So Congratulations. The, the Miracle Boy Award goes to J.J. McCarthy because Mike Sain was still called J.J. a Miracle Boy. And, like, my question I posed to all of you is, is J.J. McCarthy a Miracle Boy? Like, how are we feeling about him right now? It's, like... In what context? I don't know. Like, in general, or just, like, in the game? Wait, no, that's so true, because, like, outside of football, I could actually see him, like, performing miracles. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you imagine him on the diag, like, like, taking, like, the loaves of fish and bread and, like, multiplying it? (laughs) Part of the sea. (laughs) Um... I don't know, like, in terms of, like, as a quarterback, do you see him as a miracle boy? And maybe in, like, sometimes when the scrambles, like, work out in our favor to, like, keep things alive. I mean, I guess that's true. Like, I think he does some things that are, like, relatively stupid, but they generally end up being, like, positive for him, and that's a bit miraculous. miraculous. Yeah, well. (laughs) Like, I don't want to, like, talk negatively about him, because I do think he's the best Michigan quarterback we've seen in, like, a very long time, but, like... Mm -hmm. Is it bad to say, like, he's just starting to get on my nerves? To quote um, Hannah Montana, everybody has those days. Yeah, maybe it was just a day. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like at the beginning of the season, he was really, really exciting. And then it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the excitement has worn off. And now I'm like, okay, miracle boy, let's see those miracles. Like, really, though? I would like more of that, like, in-rhythm consistency that we saw when he, like, everything that he did pretty much to, like, win the job way back when, in, like, week two. I kind of miss those days. It was, like, very fun and exciting, and I, was, I would like to see it again. I just kind of want his again. prefrontal cortex to develop, because I feel like sometimes his decision-making oh. is a bit, like, <laughs> adolescent. 
Do you agree? <laughs> like, I feel like I haven't yeah. seen anyone else say that, so maybe I'm just completely in the wrong, but I just feel like sometimes I'm like, why did you do that? I'm Not often. Sure a lot of people ask, like, why? <laughs> yeah. I asked Harley yesterday, like, is it bad to say that he had a Shay-like game? And I think, I think we can say that. Not like a Shay-like career. Like, it's not a Shay-like life. It's a Shay-like day. You should remember that. Mm -hmm. I don't Um, don't think there's, like, much wrong to say with this. I mean, maybe it's, like, a little insulting because, like, the talent differential is different. But, like, we already know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, you bring in a talent that you think is going to be like exceptionally like groundbreaking and going to change the trajectory of the program, and then when they have like a kind of like let down, you're like, oh, I thought this was going to be better. Not to say that like obviously that's like what has been occurring the entire season, like you just said. It's just like in the in the moment and in the game, you're like, oh, I I thought this was going to be better. Yeah, and, like, I know it's a cliche that football fans get sick of their quarterback the minute he has, like, a a not-great day. Like, I know, but I also have never claimed to be anything but a cliche football fan, so it is what yeah. it is. I It's also just frustrating because we've known we're relying on Blake Corum, and we kind of, like, we've said a million mm-hmm. times that, like, it's we're screwed if anything yeah. happens. But then, like, when something does happen, and then it's like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> Like, it's just, like, it, it all comes crashing down. I mean, it's very obvious. Yeah. Just watching any of our games. Yeah. What you need to do in order to stop our offense. Yep. I do think they probably have some stuff up their sleeves. Um, I really hope they have some stuff up their sleeves. I, I would and honestly Harbaugh's be shocked mysterious. if, like, nothing Maybe is up Harbaugh's sleeve. Yeah. There better be. Running um, out the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, oh yes please announce this one yeah no this I'm one's so a really big deal because the game is this sunday at 8 p.m and you might be thinking what and i'm thinking yeah because michigan is playing ohio state in Fortnite this sunday at 8 p.m um jake moody is going to be playing he tweeted it i have no idea who else is playing but they're going to be special guests um Devin Gardner, Denard Robinson, and Roman Wilson. I just have so many questions about this. Like, <laughs> so many questions. Because Michigan, like, famously is playing Ohio State in football Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And, like, it sounds like this Fortnite... Or, yeah, Saturday day. This Fortnite match is, like, between the football players. Which, which means that, like, one of the teams is going to have to go to bed devastated that they lost probably wake up devastated and then go play the team that just beat them in Fortnite. like i don't know if like maybe i don't know the male mind maybe that's like a redemption arc they're like at least we have Fortnite. but like for me i'm like well the, the winner gets money though i'm pretty sure oh well like i still have no idea why they agreed to this this is so <laughs> bizarre to me and yes i will be watching like, you know you may be sad but you may walk home with ten thousand dollars. I don't actually remember like how much it was. Like if you win. Also, how come Jake Moody is playing? Team. Like I understand that Devin Gardner and Denard Robinson are special guests because they're like alums. Mm-hmm. But why is Roman Wilson a special guest? Why can't he play? <laughs> and what are the special see, guests going to do? Like the reveals of the team. Yeah. Is he gonna like, like? Are they on like their own team or are they like honorary captains? How does Fortnite work? Are there teams? Yeah. At least I think when I was reading it, they're in different teams. 
I don't, I don't understand. I think, like, teams of four. I'm not entirely sure. So was the team Jake Moody, Denard Robinson, <laughs> Devin Gardner, and Roman Wilson? I have no idea. And maybe he might just get one, like, special guest. Because that wouldn't be fair to, like, the other two Michigan teams. Well, who else is... Like, is it, like, the Michigan Fortnite no Club? Idea. Or is it just football? <laughs> I don't know the logistics. I have so many questions. <laughs> Please give us some answers. Jake Moody, if you're out there. I mean, I'm sure it's, like, easily is- accessible on the internet. But... Yeah. I only put in, like, the work that, like he provided which was like the info that he like retweeted yeah <laughs> what if like they're not even okay so like we know jake Mo- what if jake moody just happens to like be on the michigan Fortnite team and like this match isn't actually like affiliated like with football <laughs> it just happens to be when the Fortnite game is pick game winners but then you're also like on the Fortnite club (laughs) and then jake moody was like asked some of his friends like devin gardner denied robinson and roman wilson like hey will you be special guests in my game upon like a Fortnite club at festival (laughs) (laughs) or north fest no way he's on north fest (laughs) what's his major I have no idea. Okay, but um, <laughs> assuming Jake Moody just is on the Fortnite club, do you think yeah. he, like, asked Roman Wilson, like, hey, can you be a special guest at my game against Ohio State this weekend? And Roman Wilson's like, I'm on the team. And he's like, no. <laughs> the Fortnite game, not the football game. Do you think they've, like, done, like, practice together? Practice playing Fortnite? <laughs> to, like, strategize. <laughs> Do you think they, like, draw up game plans? Oh, yeah. They, like, watch film. (laughs) They have their own separate, like, film binder for Fortnite. They, like, Harbaugh walks by and he's like, what are you boys up to? What are you young lads up to? And they're like, oh, we're just drawing up plays. And then, like, he walks away and, like, for Fortnite. I can't. I can, I'm so excited. I think it's just because there's so much stuff that I don't know about this that it makes me, like, just ever so more curious. I yeah. I need to know what happens. <laughs> I think we've officially spent more time discussing the Fortnite match than the, the game. Maybe because um, this is important for people. Yeah. No other podcast is doing this kind of journalism. NIL implications, just watching, like, current athletes, you know, win, like, a lot of money and like you get to like watch them play a game do you think we'll be able to do what they do on twitch where you can like send money as they're playing i have no idea because i know there's like a prize money and like i don't know if they get like just like random like donations through twitch well i would donate to jake moody no one else actually i would donate to blake quorum as well um (laughs) Speaking of which, we have, like, a whole segment this week of quotes to discuss just because the press conferences this week were, like, really something special. Um, Jim Harbaugh, we have three Jim Harbaugh quotes to discuss. The first is on the injury report, which is whether Mm -hmm. or not Blake Corum's availability will impact the game. And Harbaugh said, and I quote, it could and it could not. Both of those options would be available. Thoughts? Again, just a classic Harbaugh, like, non-answer. He's not going to give anybody any information, so we're all in the dark. 
And it's funny because, like, he doesn't even try to, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like some coach speak this? is, like, so, like, yeah. some coach speak, they make it sound like they're answering and you think you got an answer, then you think it through and you're like, that was nothing. But Harba doesn't even yeah. try. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, this is actually it, nothing. It could and it could not. And this is just, like, a long-winded version of saying no comment. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> Okay, do you want to read the next quote? Okay. Harbaugh said, and I quote, this is about Ohio State, they have a lot of players that are really good. They've got great players. We've got great players. They've got great coaches. We have great coaches. They have players with Heisman habits. We have players with Heisman habits. Congratulations. (laughs) Or is it congratulations? It's like a plural. I don't think there was an exclamation point. I think it's just congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Um, yeah, Harley and I spent a long time discussing this yesterday. Like, who is he congratulating? Because <laughs> yeah, he's, like, really describing well. both teams and saying they're good. And then he says, congratulations. Yeah, what, like, what does this word mean? Is he congratulating us? In what context? For being able to watch the game? Is he congratulating, congratulations. like, the Heisman habits? Also, like, Heisman habits. I love that he said Heisman habits rather than Heisman potential. Because, like, it all the comes yeah, down like to, Heisman like... Heisman habits is, like, he's, like, I'm here for the alliteration. <laughs> I think he's here for being, like, it's the habits that make you, like... Like, how you spend your days is how you spend your life. Mm. So, like, congratulations to the great players, the great coaches, and the Heisman habits. Yeah, not the Heisman candidates, the Heisman habits. The habits themselves, not the players. Um. Yeah, that was just a very Harbaugh quote Where the next word come from <laughs> like, when, like in your stream of consciousness when you're like answering a question do you end it with, like, a <laughs> sign off congratulations in any other context <laughs> like in this specific context like when you read the, like what he said beforehand it should not be signed off with congratulations <laughs> but also like just picturing harbaugh saying it like it adds up does someone have, like, the audio of that? Because I really want to know, like, the inflection of everything that he's, like, inf- of his voice while he was saying these quotes. Oh, yeah. It's definitely out there. We should okay. we should pop some popcorn and I'll go it. look at it later and see, like, how accurate I was in my, like, reading, my dramatic reading. <laughs> um, in, like, the same exact breath, um, he was refusing to give Ohio State any bulletin board material. Um, which mm-hmm. I kind of respect, even after like after last year that some people were born on third base and think they hit a triple. Like I think that was sufficient bulletin board material for like probably way too long. So he's mm-hmm. like only complimenting them, and he said this game is like superheroes. It's through a strong opponent that you get to find out who you are. Which like where does he's so midwestern in the fact that he comes up with like metaphors for everything. Like nothing mm-hmm. is literal. He always has to give some sort of analogy. Like, an answer that's, like, not an answer or an answer, like, where you really have to, like, think about it. Yeah. And, like, break down why the words were said. Like, congratulations. We're on the anniversary week of my favorite Harbaugh (laughs) quote of all time, which is, you can't Mm. bake, you can't plant potatoes one day and hope to eat potato salad the next. Expect, like, potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, that year we did not eat potato salad. There were so many potato themes that year. Yeah. Where does he get these? Like, what book does he read? No, he's just a Midwestern dad. That's just how they speak. (laughs) I 
don't think so. Are you serious? <laughs> like, that's... My dad, every time Not I had a math time test, I ever he's had, like, like, one of these quotes from my father. That my father... <laughs> when, like, whenever I took a math test, he's like, take the test. Don't let the test take you. <laughs> also, like, was it your father's birthday today? It is. <laughs> and Miley Cyrus' birthday. birthday, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who else's birthday... Ryan from High School Musical. to one of the co-hosts of the pod. So true. Jeff Hershey himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, we have one more quote. Harley, do you want to read it? I just got, like, derailed by that because it was like, oh, yeah, I meant to ask. Because it's like a guest of the pod and a host of the pod. Wait, how did you know it was his birthday? Did I tell you that yesterday? Did you? I saw it on your sister's Instagram. Oh, Okay. Um, and I got, like, super excited about it. Because <laughs> it's like, I know him. <laughs> Honestly, all the pod listeners know him at this point. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so they all should understand. Um, alright, for our final quote, we have J.J. McCarthy himself. Um, maybe he took a book, a page out of Harbaugh's book, with the, and I quote, Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. We just absolutely have so much joy playing this game. Now, when I see the word joy, it makes me think that he listens to this podcast and specifically heard my acrostic poem. Oh, the J stands for joyful, jovial. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because it's an ancient Chinese (laughs) word. It was worth a shot. I looked it up. Which, like, I do feel like J.J. McCarthy would be the type to, like, slip an ancient Chinese proverb into conversation, and now we have proof. I don't think they, like, we just have, we just absolutely have so much joy playing yeah. this game. No, that's it's so part true. of a par- proverb. Also, that just, we just absolutely. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's not part is- of the proverb. The proverb is just the warrior in a garden and the gardener in a war, and not the, the order of those words. I'm like, I feel like. <laughs> The ancient Chinese <laughs> proverb was not, we have so much joy playing this game. <laughs> no, it but could yeah, be. Like, JJ, like, he's so into joy. And, like, smiley faces and stuff. And meditating. <laughs> yeah, and, like, namaste young kings. Young kings. Um, yeah. I don't think we have too much more to, like, break down from that than, like, what it is. <laughs> And it's like, just, like, J.J. McCarthy's brand of being, like, what was the quote tweet on that? It was, like, he has to have, like, an in-depth, like, knowledge of his, like, birth chart. And I have never agreed with something more in my life. No, it was so funny because Harley and I were, like, on the phone talking about that. We're, like, looking up J.J. McCarthy's star sign and he's an Aquarius. And we're, like, okay, that, like, we're reading up on what that means because we're, like, surely he knows and, like, lives it to the fullest. And then I scrolled through Twitter and, like, someone had literally just tweeted that. Like, we're all on the same page because he just gives <laughs> off such strong vibes. <laughs> he really does. And he probably, like, has, like, an in-depth knowledge of, like, some of the players on the teams. Mm, yeah. Like, oh, you might feel sad today because it's like not a good day for like a Pisces. <laughs> you know, I bet I could. I should redownload your, like your moons aren't aligned, so <laughs> or like one of those apps so that I can like add him, like see if he'll accept me. Mm. Agreed. Um. Okay. So, 
Um, this is the part of the game where we generally like preview the next game. However, like previewing Ohio State is like too tall of a task for a simple girl like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. You're the queen of records. <laughs> That's so true. For the queen of records, I will not be like I don't know. There's just so many places you can go for an in-depth Ohio State preview, and we're more into mm. reacting rather than like fully previewing. So we will just say Ohio State is so favored true. by um seven point five. And based off of vibes, anything could happen. Like I think these are pretty mm. evenly matched teams. Both teams look pretty similar to how they looked last year. Um Mm-hmm. Also, injuries will play a huge factor. Weather could potentially play a factor. Like, you know, all the things that could play a factor will play a factor or maybe won't play a factor. Both of those options would be available. Um, That's a new hand proverb. Write <laughs> <laughs> uh, that down, everybody. Apparently, Vegas is, like, picking Michigan, which I don't really know if that's good or bad. I think that might just be because, like there's more money if Michigan wins because they're not favored. Oh, yeah. Mark. I, I, don't... I was like, you pick Michigan because Ohio State already is favored. Yeah. So and you can win more money. How are we like Harley, if you had to like guess in mm-hmm. 24, 48, wait, 24, 32 and 48 out. Wait, no, 72 hours. How do you think okay. you'll be feeling? <laughs> How do you think I'll be feeling? Yeah. I think I'm going to have a tummy ache. No, but, like, the game will be over. Oh. Well, I'll either have a tummy ache and have a depression nap, or I'll have a tummy ache and have, like, puppy eyes from crying again. Okay, but, like, if you had to guess, (laughs) or is it, like, both of those options (laughs) would be available? (laughs) Which one I would prefer. No, like, if you had to predict. (laughs) Both of those options would be available. It could or could not. Do you have a gut feeling? I have no feelings. I know, right? Same. My tummy aches. I could not tell you. I have no gut feelings about this game. Most Michigan games in the the past... have gut feeling is my tummy hurts. I, like... Are you excited? No. Yeah, no, me neither. (laughs) When have I ever been excited? I'm just wondering because, like, I feel like normal people, like, really look forward to big football games in you and I just no. dread and hide under the same people that thought the game last week was fun. <laughs> oh, my God. That tweet like, that I, I saw, like... Stressful games. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> when Michigan was behind and I see a tweet that's like, if you don't live for moments like this, you're not a real football fan. I'm like, okay, I'm not oh a God. real football yeah, fan. Yeah, you're like, I'm not a real football fan. I'm like, shoot me neither. <laughs> Yeah, I I am not looking forward to it. I'm terrified. I don't have, like, a bad gut feeling. I really mm-hmm. do think it will be competitive. If I had to put money on anything, it's that it will be competitive. Um, I would mm-hmm. not put money on an outcome because all of those options would be available, but I think it will be close. I think it will not be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm getting my COVID booster right after, so I have, like, something to distract you myself. You have, like, with. an excuse to, like, just go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Love that for you. Um, I guess in case you leave under a rock, this is a number two versus a number three matchup. Both teams appeared in the latest CFP rankings in those respective spots. Um, and what is it? I don't know. Again, like I talked about way earlier in this podcast and like you talked to about as well because you were actually watching the game. Ohio State was in a close one against Maryland. 
background is a super competitive team, and Illinois was super competitive this year. Um, so seeing uh, the two of us, like the top dogs of the Big Ten, just kind of having that moment of weakness, I think this game will be really exciting in the regard that like everyone on both sides is going to be trying to play at their absolute best. And if and it's like know, superheroes. It's through of, a strong opponent yeah. that you find out who you are. And, like, if Ohio State football players have been seeing those, like, tweets, because there's that, like, one Twitter account that has tweet the tweets, like, every day with, like, the update of the last time Ohio State beat Michigan, they're probably, I don't know, the only thing that makes me nervous, um, because getting beaten like that last year is definitely didn't sit well with them, and the way that we talk about it, like, any time Ohio State fan appears, we're just like, hee hee. 42-27. You know, if um, we lose, I'm at scared. least we can say, like, we made the most of the one year where we, had we really did. It's such a good way to look at it. Like we really made the most <laughs> Like, did not waste any opportunity. I remember last year at Christmas, like, everyone was tweeting their 42-27 ornaments. There was no aspect of acting like you'd been there before. We were all, like, being as annoying as humanly possible. As humanly possible. I hope I get to be, a, like, we renew a contract on being annoying as much as humanly possible. You know, as so Michigan fans, up in the air. I think it's our God-given right to be annoying, like, no matter what. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and if you ask a lot of other fan bases, they probably agree with us. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. And with that, see you next week, I hope. Um... Just oh, yeah. beat Ohio State. We promise that if it goes south, uh, the, the podcast won't die. Okay, should we, like, <laughs> pinky swear on that? Should we pinky swear, pinky swear with us that the podcast will live on no matter the outcome? No, we, need, we need stability. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go blue. Go blue.